Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today, we – it's kind of a random episode. We're talking about post-quarantine life and getting back into reality, I guess. Is that what we'd call it? Yeah. <laughs> return like I, to normalcy? Not not necessarily return to normalcy, but I feel like last week we reflected on quarantine and we talked about what we're looking forward to. And then this week, we're going to talk about some of the – some of the aspects of getting out of quarantine, most specifically getting dressed and traveling. Yes. So that's what we have. But in yeah. the meantime, I actually have not talked to you since we recorded the podcast last time, except for like five minutes on the phone for a work thing. So yes. tell me tell me your things. How is life? What's your high? Um, life is good. I've had a really busy week. My sister – and her husband, Steve, and Zoe were all here. So they're moving to Charleston this summer. So they went to measure their new house because um, they're, you know, buying furniture and figuring all of that out and um, looking at studio spaces because they're moving their business down to Charleston as well, which is like so much work. Yeah. And then I've had like a few girls nights and some fun things. And I have a friend in town this weekend. Um, it's been like it's things are good. I'm yeah. kind of upset that I'm not your first visitor. That's on me. It's not on you, but I'm sad. No, but it's nice having visitors. I can't wait for you to visit. I'm really excited about this potential trip with Ashley Reyna and Kate Kennedy and you. Um, I don't know. I, I've had um, – my friend Steven was in town. He was staying at a hotel, so that was fun. Um, Jess Keys and her husband are in town next week. Oh, fun. Um, it's I like a, Jess. Me too. I just feel like it's a revolving – door of friends that are have been coming to visit. My friend Jason's visiting, I think, this week. Um, none of these people are staying with me, but I've just got, like, a lot of people around. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I feel like I'm in, like, a destination spot to come visit. I agree. I think oh, my are. God. Do you know who's coming here that I'm having lunch with on Monday? How, how would I know? Do you follow haters? No. Wait. So his Instagram, you have to follow him. You will love him. It's just he... H-A-T-E-R-S? No, H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. His name is Hayden Cohen. He, I mean, he, how do you not follow him? I've never he's, even, I, not only don't I follow him, I haven't heard of him. Okay, so he's based in Boston. He has just all these funny videos where he makes fun of influencers or like plays an influencer. Like the one about candles is hilarious. The, he started this influencer dictionary one where he like talks about the words we use, like buttery soft was the last one. So oh, I think I've seen this guy on TikTok. Yeah, his reels are really good. And he is coming here. And me and Liz Adams are having lunch with him on Monday. So that We're like can, his fan club. So that he can probe you for material to make fun of influencers. Yeah, he's probably – no, we're friends. Like, we DM regularly. I don't think that he's making fun of me. Or maybe I'm he is. I'm just kidding. I don't say – I don't think I say buttery soft. Do I say buttery soft? I don't think so. But you do like candles a whole lot. <laughs> I love candles. But the one that he did is like – it's like this influencer being like, oh, my God, you guys, this this candle just it lasts forever. Like swipe up to get it. It's amazing. And then it's the $500 Joe Malone one. And he's like, fuck this. I'm going to Home Goods. Like it's just – it's very funny. He should be my – he should be our Instagram obsession at the end. But I just feel like so many people are just coming to Charleston. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be your friend. Like let's hang out. That's so nice. Yeah, but I love him. Like, haters fan club. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my high was my family in town and um, having all these visitors and people just being here. What's your high? 
My high is that I had a friend spontaneously visit, which felt really good because we were talking last week about how much we miss spontaneity. So yes, my friend Elizabeth lives in Boston and she was going to Pennsylvania to visit family. And she called me on Saturday morning while she was in the car. She was driving. And I jokingly just was like, hey, if you want to if you want to stay here tonight, like Brooklyn's closer than Boston. And she was like, haha, very funny. And then she called me back and she was like, yeah, I think I'm going to come tonight. And so she came and we hung out for like, it was literally like 14 hours. But it was so good to see her. And it was so nice to have like a spontaneous, unplanned Saturday night friend in town. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. So that was great. And then my second one is a follow-up to my obsession from last week, which is Molly Boz's cookbook. So I finally cooked from it. I cooked two things from it. I cooked the orzo a la mone, which was which was good. I would definitely make it again, but it wasn't the standout that this one was. So um, two nights ago for dinner, I had Rachel over and I made the beef and celery stir fry from her cookbook. Holy shit. It was so good. It's definitely going into like the weeknight menu rotation. It was so easy. It's the best thing I've cooked that's like healthy weeknight type cooking in a long time. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, that's kind of a more of an update than a high, but like it was so good. Yum. I want to make that. Everything looks so good. I'm like, I feel like I'm just going to be like cooking my way through this cookbook. Yeah. What about on the low side? Uh, Not really much. I feel like I'm adjusting to a new schedule. Everything here just starts at like 4.30 or 5. I mean, including with my family. And like, I'm not a morning person. So I feel like I've been doing this really annoying thing where I'm like up and I start working around 9. Then I finish it around like 4. And then I have to go do something like social. And then I come home and I still have work to do. So then I work from like, I don't know, like 9 until like midnight. Um, I don't like it. It's not ideal. I don't know what to do about it. And I don't like it. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to settle in here. I think I I think I also need to maybe cool on the social plans a little. I'm like, it's like I, I'm vaccinated. Like I can do stuff and it's so warm here and I want to be out because like all like all, there's so many much good outdoor dining here. But like this is really screwing with my work life balance. Yeah, that doesn't feel like an ideal schedule at all. Yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah, five o'clock. I'm like, I'm not – I'm used to, like, finishing work at, like, 7. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, life is good. No real lows. Good. You? My I, – I just want to whine about this. I don't, I don't need any suggestions from people who I'm sure super well-intentioned, but I got it under control. Uh, my eczema is really bad right now, which is really weird time of year-wise because usually it's bad when it's cold out. And it's yeah. been really nice here. So usually it's bad in the winter, but my eczema is really, really bad. And I have creams and stuff, um, like prescription stuff to to deal with it. So I'll, I'll use that and it will fix it as it has in the past. Um, so, you know, not looking for suggestions, but um, I have it really badly on my eyelids right now. Oh, that's the worst. Which is like the most – well, it's also like it's itchy, but it's also like inconvenient to have it on my eyelids. You and Zoe, Zoe's always got eczema and like – rashes on her face and stuff. Yeah. I feel for her. Yeah. Zoe being my two-year-old niece, if you're new here. (laughs) Same. Um, Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about some other stuff. But first, let's take a quick ad break. So today's episode is sponsored by Harper Wild. So 
I was already working from home pre-pandemic, but I feel like I have fully embraced the work from sweats life over the past year, and especially not wearing a real underwire bra. Even though we're going back to normal life, I think comfy bras are here to stay. Yeah, and Harper Wild makes bras that put comfort first. So we worked with them a while back, and that's how I got introduced to The Base. And this is their lightly lined everyday bra that comes in a range of nude shades and will not show through your t-shirt, even like a thin white t-shirt. Um, more recently, though, they've launched The Bliss, which is a bralette that provides lifts while feeling like you're wearing nothing. Okay, so I have to rave about The Base for a moment, and this is their underwire bra. And first of all, it's very comfortable, as Grace said, and it doesn't show through my clothes. But my two favorite parts are that, okay, so the first thing is that the straps adjust in the front, so you don't need to do all these contortionist moves to adjust your bra. And the second thing is that it has a little clip in the back so that you can easily turn it into a racer back bra. And it's been one of my most frequently worn bras for a while now. And it's also one of my vacation MVPs because you can wear it as both a regular bra and a racer back. So it saves packing space. There is a lot to love about Harper Wild, and they have an easy interactive fit quiz to help you find the right bra. And they have bundle pricing, which is a huge perk if you're doing a bra overhaul. Um, and they have free returns. They've really made the active bra shopping super easy and painless. And we really love that a part of their proceeds go to provide mentorship and advocacy for girls through their charitable partner, Girls Inc. So go ahead and stay in your comfort zone. Go to harperwild.com slash BOP today so you can get 20% off your first purchase because the only thing better than a comfortable bra is getting a discount just for being a bad on paper listener. That's 20% off at harperwild.com slash BOP. Harper Wild, and that's wild with an E at the end, H-A-R-P-E-R-W-I-L-D-E dot com slash BOP. Okay. All right. So let's get into this. I feel like Both of us work from home, so we are not having to go back to an office. Um, I frankly could not even imagine the social pressure of being with other people for an eight-hour workday, if not more. I would be – I don't know how people are dealing with that. I mean, I haven't worked in an office in over six years, so I would not like that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't like it anyway, but after the pandemic, just the amount of stimulation and – being honest, that sounds that sounds like a lot. Oh, terrible. But I feel like our two biggest transitions are getting dressed again and figuring out travel again. So those yes. are what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So are you still in sweatpants mood? What have you been wearing? Well, Grace, would you like to tell the people if I'm still in sweatpants mode? It looks like you are. I sure am. We could not be dressed more differently right we, now. We could not. Grace is wearing a dress with like a chunky gold necklace and I'm wearing like a gross t-shirt that I slept in last <laughs> night with yoga pants. I was uh, wearing what you were wearing earlier today, but I had a, a shoot at a friend's house, so I needed to look nice. Um, no, I'm very much in sweatpants mode. I am not – you know at the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was like – get dressed every day to like have a sense of normalcy. I like, I don't know. I was working from home before this, but I was like, don't wear real clothes if you don't have to. Um, So I've definitely just like fully embraced the sweatpants life. And, you know, like I also feel like everyone else has gotten more casual too. So I feel like what I will wear on calls has gotten like the bar keeps getting lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm like fully about sweatpants, except for if I have to, not if I have to, except for if I have like dinner plans, which up until recently has been like, you know, like a once a week type thing or like yeah. a couple times a week. And then I'll put on real clothes. But no, I'm not, I'm certainly not getting dressed every day. What about you? I have retired sweatpants. I put them wow. in under the bed box so that I won't reach for them. Wait, the only are we talking s- about all sweatpants or are we talking about like athletic wear too that you wear when you're not working out? Um, I only wear athletic wear if I'm working out, which I haven't work- worked out in like a month. So I'm not wearing those at all. <laughs> wow, Grace, that is such a hard line. Um, I do keep the Viore joggers out. Because I like those, and I but I feel like they're like a little bit more like a a, a chic jogger. Like, um, did you see you Tyrion just jump up on your bed? I did. I recorded in the guest room. He likes it in here a lot. Um, sorry. <laughs> what I've mostly been living in has been cutoffs and like a cute T-shirt. So I'm not getting like fully okay. dressed. Okay, but so like it's still casual. Yes, but I'm wearing a bra. I'm putting on a little makeup. Like, maybe some jewelry to, like, feel cute. Why did you make this change? Were you, like, I'm moving, this is it? Or are you, like, I'm just more productive. I I mentally want to. I usually run out to, like, my lobby. My lobby has this, like, amazing coffee maker in it with um, coffee from, like, one of the cool, like, local places. I mean, I usually go out in the lobby and mingle and grab a coffee and a pastry. Um, So I feel like I can't just, like, wear sweatpants to do that. And I also just, I just, I like getting dressed. I miss my clothes. See, I don't miss it as much. Like, I've realized that I think I dress for other people. And if I could get away with it, I don't know if I would want to be, want to be like in my sweatpants all the time, but like, I could, I'm happy like this. See, and I think you're such a productive person. So I know it doesn't affect your productivity, but if I look good, like, I am more productive. I certainly – like, there are certainly calls that I'll have where I'll be like, oh, I want to look good for this. And especially, like, if I know that other people are going to be dressed up, like, it, it would make me feel self-conscious or less than if I was in my sweatpants and everyone else was wearing nice clothes. So, you know, I try to, like, read the room. And if I'm going to be on an important call or, like, with – important strangers like I will put on nice clothes because it does give me confidence but like if I'm just talking to like I just I was completely just dressed like this on a call with my agent and I was just like this is what it is yeah like if I know people I'm I'm totally fine I don't know I like getting dressed like I miss my clothes I feel like just better and happier when I look good do you know Um, what I feel like might be my equivalent to that is doing my hair. Yeah, I've been putting I, my hair in a bun. I mean, this is my hair today. You're seeing this. It's not great. I well, I don't have my my hair's not done either. But I feel that way about like I feel put together and I feel like confident and good when I do my hair. So you're curling your hair and you're putting sweatpants on. No. <laughs> so but if you like, do your hair, are you getting dressed too? No, not always. Like sometimes I'll just have cuz you know Zoom is like here up. So I'll just like be wearing a t-shirt, but then I'll like have done my hair and put on, you know, like a little bit of makeup and like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So you have transitioned into this like cutoffs, this like more casual but real clothes mode. 
Um, you're wearing a full on like nice dress right now. Uh, I'm I'm struggling. I you also have had social plans almost every day, which that needs to calm down because of this whole like five o'clock start thing. <laughs> so that yeah. um yeah, that impacts it. The other thing I would say is that I I've gained I don't, it's probably only 10 pounds and you know who cares we went we all collectively went through a stressful time like it's not a big deal but I also feel like I don't some of my clothes either don't fit or I don't feel great in some of my clothes right now so I feel like that's another factor that like just makes sweatpants feel easier like you know they're the answer yeah um but so I I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. So I reactivated my Rent the Runway. And so I did too. That's we, been, we talked about this, I think. That's been like an incentive because then there's new things. Because I'm always more excited to wear new clothes than I am to wear like even my favorite old clothes. I agree. So like I've been trying to like coax myself into becoming a real person. Yeah, yeah. With Rent the Runway. And I think yeah. also the weather helps because like here it's like starting to be in the 60s and 70s, which I just feel like makes getting dressed more fun than I always prefer summer dressing to winter dressing. Not like dead of summer dressing, but like, you know, warm oh, weather dressing. Yeah, same. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, like, where have you been shopping recently? What have you been buying? Like, what's on your I'm getting out of quarantine shopping list. I got some new dresses from Tanya Taylor. Um, I got a really pretty dress from that brand Cara Cara. I love their stuff. It's really fun. I got – what else have I gotten lately? I got some new cardigans from Tori Birch. I really like her cardigans, like, tucked into a pair of cutoffs or, or jeans. Like, it's really warm here, so I'm not really wearing my jeans. My jeans are all, like, in the back of my closet. What else did I bought? Oh, I got the cutest – Red espadrilles from Stuart Weitzman. Oh, I saw um, those. And I saw them specifically somewhat n- near to watching Center Stage on um, <laughs> on Amazon. And like they very much remind me of like the red point shoes because it's like an all red shoe. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Grace, they're such a vibe. They're so great. I saw them on Katie Storino. She did an ad with Stuart Weitzman, and I was like, yep, I need those. They also come in a navy, and I kind of want those too, but I'm like holding myself back. I like, an, al- I like an espadrille. I was thinking of buying some flat ones in like a nude color. Cute. Cute. Yeah. I have a pair of like striped ones, like um, kind of like natural and black stripe, and I want like a pair of just plain, like, plain ones. Yeah. Oh, I got – um. But I got this cute, really miniature bag from Tori Burch. It's like not much larger than my hand. It holds my phone and a couple of credit cards and like a lip gloss and my key. But it's so cute. It's like a cream color and it has raffia woven through it. It's so impractical, but I love it. Um, I mean, I shop for a living. It's like part of my job. So, is there anything um, that you're like on the hunt for that you're like, oh, I? Because I feel like. Maybe you didn't maybe you still did, but like I didn't buy that much last year at all. And what I did buy was like loungewear. Like I bought things that I could wear in the day-to-day of my life, but I wasn't buying like I don't think I bought a single dress other than like very casual sundresses last year. Or like I don't think I bought any shoes at all last year. Yeah, I've been shopping a lot. I've been shopping a lot all year. Oh, um, I feel like I have to like replace stuff or like I don't know. Like I feel like I'm behind the eight ball somehow. 
Um, I think a lot of people are. I mean, I also like post to my blog and my Instagram with my outfits. So like I've been buying new outfits all year long. Like there was like a few months at the beginning of the pandemic where I stopped getting dressed. And then once summer hit and we were like going out to dinner again, I started shopping again. Okay. Um, so I am fully in the camp of of maybe I should shop a little bit less, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, the things I've been hunting for, we talked a little bit about last week, but I was really like I've been on a shorts finding mission. I found a lot of at Madewell. I also got some really cute linen shorts that have like an elastic waist and they're super comfortable. And then I also have been on a swimsuit finding mission and I just got some really cute two pieces from that brand ephemera and I tried them on last night and the fit is perfect. I sized up, but they're great. And the brand is E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A because I wrote a post and I was talking about how it's so hard to find swimwear that's really cute, but um, is full coverage in the back because like the trendy thing now is like that cheeky cut and like I do not need my whole ass on display for the world. So a reader was like, you should check out this brand. Their swimsuits are like really beautiful and high end, but like full coverage in the back. So the top is like an underwire, but it looks like a triangle top. And then the bottom is just like a really cute high-waisted bikini bottom. And they're so fun. So I got two of them. I'm very sad to report that my swimsuit that I bought ended up being a disaster. It was made for... The Carla Coletto one? Yeah. It was so... I mean, it was so cute in person, but it was made for a much shorter person than I am. Like, it was like... It it was not proportional to my torso whatsoever. Have you tried Aerie for swimwear? Because they have long torso cuts. No, I've actually... I love Aerie for so many things, and I've never tried their bathing suits. So that is probably something that'll happen. So filter for full coverage bottoms because I made the mistake of not paying attention to the bottoms. And if it says cheeky cut, avoid it. Okay. But they have a lot of that you can buy specifically in long torso. Okay. I tend to also like bathing suits that have like underwire or some kind of like support situation in the top. Do they have that? Maybe. Okay. I don't I'll know. I'll I haven't done that much research, but I can tell you they are long torso. Okay, that's that helps. Tyrion just crawled up his scratching post, like full on, like I love that you have such a sense of wonder about things your cat does when you see him. Like you're like he jumped on the bed, he scratched the scratching post. He's magnificent, Becca. I know you're magnificent, baby boy. I know. I mean, when he hides most of the day, it's really exciting when he comes (laughs) out. Um, I feel like I haven't been doing. I, well, I was saying I didn't do any shopping last year, and so I'm kind of coming out of my cocoon. And my shopping so far has been hit or miss. I feel like my hits – so I I bought a dress from Mr. Zimmy, that Australian brand that you sent me, I don't know, like a year and a half ago. And you were like, this is very you. And I've been following them on Instagram, and I bought a dress, and I actually liked it so much that I went back and bought two more. They have a very cute gingham dress collection, and it's like this um, – I don't know. I think it's a cotton blend, but I feel like it'll be really good for like the hottest days of summer. So I got a couple of like cute gingham midi dresses there that I'm very into. And oh, fun. they're not cheap, but they're not wildly expensive. Like what kind of price point does that mean? So I think like the two dresses that I just bought were 150 each. Oh, yeah. That's like a nice like mid-range price point. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I bought a bunch of dresses in anthropology and I like fully struck out um, I feel like everything I bought there was 
was just not going to fit in a weird way. Like two of the dresses I bought were so low cut, so low cut. Like, oh, it was like it felt indecent. And then I bought another dress that was so short. So I just was like having some weird sizing issues with them where it wasn't like it was too big or too small. It was just like, this is not what I expected. And granted, like I'm 5'10", so like it's probably, you know, would be great on somebody who is 5'2", but. I don't shop for clothes a lot at Anthro. I I love their home goods and I love um, like their gifts and things, but I find their clothing, not all of it, just a lot of it fits very wonky. Unless it's like a trusted brand that I already know, like. I hear that. I hear that. But yeah. I like a lot of their their dresses and especially like for more vacation stuff. I feel like I like the vibe. Um, yeah. So I struck out there. I did buy the Madewell jeans on the air last week or two weeks ago and they came and I really like the denim ones. I do not actually like the black ones. Like, oh, the cutoffs, not jeans. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the cutoffs. Okay. You yeah. don't like the black ones? The no. black ones are the best ones. Oh, I thought they looked bad on me. Oh, I don't know. I lo- those are my favorites. I did not like them. So I'm going to return okay. those. Okay. Um, I just feel like I want new things. Like last year, the shopping that we did do, I feel like the sorority house was so into H&M. And oh, yeah. I feel like I need to do like a big H&M shop or something. So I have new clothes that I'm excited about, but I just don't feel yet. And, you know, I don't have any events this summer. Like I don't have any weddings. I'm not going anywhere where I'm like, oh, I need like an expensive dress. I, I feel a little cheap about clothing right now. Where I would yeah. like some things that are like less expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm like, I'm very much on the hunt. I'm coming out of my shopping cocoon, I feel like. I love that for you. I'm very I, I wish that I've been in a shopping cocoon, but I've just been <laughs> business as usual, spending money. Well, I feel like rent the runway is saving me in the meantime because I don't actually feel like when I go in my closet, I'm like, ugh. I feel underwhelmed. Oh, do you know what brand I've had a lot of luck with? Is Farm Rio? Oh, I like Farm Rio stuff too. Yeah, I've I've I got a, a really cute blue and white dress from them, the one that you put in that picture when you mm-hmm. when you made the graphic of me with the um the snacks, mm-hmm. and then I um also nap dresses. We have to talk about nap dresses. I bought my third one. I'm still waiting. Do you know no one's come through for me with the green one? Oh, people don't like you as much. Ooh. I know they like you more. I'm kidding. I, I, I got like, the the navy though. I feel like I'm I'm still neutral on the nap dress. I feel like the nap dress is going to be so clutch when it's really really hot out, but it just hasn't here at least. It just hasn't been nap dress weather for me. It's been in the 80s here. I feel like when you know in like when it's like hell's armpit in New York and it's like 90 degrees and it's so sticky and hot. Like I feel like that's gonna be the perfect time for the nap dress. Yeah, that's every day in Charleston in the summer. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be wearing mine a lot. Seriously. Well, are there any quarantine discoveries that you've made that you're bringing into your post-quarantine world? Like what? What would be an example? Okay. So I was thinking about this because I feel like things in New York still just feel more casual than they did pre-pandemic. You know? So it's not casual here. I go out and girls are just dressed so cute. Interesting. Like everyone looks so cute all the time. Like I feel like I have to step up my game. Oh, I like wear a little bit more makeup and like accessorize. I feel like maybe it also is like more in Brooklyn than it is in Manhattan because I went, I had drinks and appetizers last night at the Waverly Inn, and of course, everyone was dressed like really. Oh, cute. I miss the Waverly, but especially like if I go to dinner 
in Williamsburg, I, I do feel like it just is like still more casual. Like nobody's wearing sweatpants, obviously, but like one thing that I feel like I'm taking out is like wearing sneakers with non-athletic clothes, which is something I never would have done pre-pandemic. It's like sneakers with dresses, okay. I feel like. I also feel like I've discovered and become addicted to Aries. I was always addicted to Aerie underwear and I like their lounge clothes, but now I've also transitioned into like their sweaters are so good. Yeah, their sweaters are great. Did you get that? Did you end up get, getting that one that I got, the blue one? No, I didn't get that. I I thought about it, but I was like, it's almost – winter's almost over. I don't need more sweaters right now. I like their T-shirts a lot. Yeah, but like I like them for non-casual clothes too. I feel like that's been a quarantine discovery that I'm going to like keep going with. Um, I also – one of the things I've enjoyed most about quarantine, and maybe I'll continue this, is like I feel like I almost – I, like, don't go out with a purse. I feel like I just have my phone and my credit card is, like, tucked behind my phone. And then I'll, like, either use the key in the lockbox or, like, just put, if I'm wearing jeans, I'll, like, put the, a key in my back pocket. But, like, I really like not wearing a purse. Purses are my favorite accessory. I will never go out without a purse, even uh, if I'm in sweats. It's nice to be unencumbered. Oh, uh, I love purses. Do you have Can't any? Can't do it. Do you have any of these things that you're, like, taking out of? I was thinking about, like, Lazy Susans in my fridge that I've added, but, like, I don't have anything fashion-wise. I think I'm, like, I'm, like, I read an article about, like, revenge fashion, like, as of, like, getting, like, dressed to the nines post-COVID. That's what I want to do. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to dress up even more. Okay. Okay. Different wavelengths. Still yeah. valid. Still valid. <laughs> yeah. Every every opinion matters. And then on the, what about on, like, the beauty and maintenance side? Like, are, you're fully post-quarantine. Well, you know, I've been doing these things like since it was since things started opening back up. Well, no, I've been I getting like, my I my manicures, like, my waxes, my highlights. Yeah, I but did I, like. I was going to say you did your big haircut like six yeah. weeks ago. I already feel that I need another haircut. Um, I, 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 I go less. Like I've been spreading them out. Like, but I, I really like. I need a wax. I need my brows to be. I, I do still do my own brows. That's one thing I've changed. Um, but like the nails, the pedicure, the bikini wax, what else do I get? Like semi-regular highlights and haircuts, keratin treatment. Do I do anything else? No, you tint your own eyebrows now. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else I do, but I need those things. I got, I sound so high maintenance. I'm getting my first haircut since October on Friday. Yesterday was my tipping point where I was like, okay, you need a haircut. Like, You haven't been since October. Wow. No. That's a testament to pros. I haven't been since October. And then before that, I hadn't gotten my haircut since like January or February. <laughs> We've okay. been very low maintenance. But I finally I, – I, I need a haircut. I, I also think I've been maintaining my eyebrows, but like I could use a brow wax real bad. Yeah. The thing that I feel – I, ha- I haven't made an appointment because I honestly feel somewhat embarrassed is like the first person who has to give me a pedicure. I have not had a pedicure. I was trying to think about this the other night. I haven't had a pedicure, I don't think, since September of 2019. Like I am embarrassed to go get a pedicure. So like way before the pandemic, you hadn't gotten a pedicure. Well, because I feel like I don't I usually don't get pedicures outside of the summer. So the last time that I got a pedicure was September, like the end of summer of 2019. And then 
you know, salons were open with precautions last summer, but I just, I don't know. I didn't feel the need to. And so I just did my own, my own toes last year. Yeah. And I feel, I'm like, I really need a pedicure, but I'm like, ooh, I feel like a monster. Just go and get like a spa pedicure where they're going to like really like spend some time. I was thinking of doing the baby foot peel because before it becomes like full sandal season here to like help out and get some of my like dead foot callus skin off. Yeah, but don't do that before a pedicure because that's going to hurt. Oh, I don't think it would hurt. Not like directly before it, but like, you know, like a couple weeks before. Yeah. I, so it can you, do won't have, you won't have any dead skin for them to pumice off. It's going to be like. There's there's enough to do with my my nail <laughs> beds and cuticles that like. Yeah. I, it's not going to be an easy job. That's funny. Not going to be an easy job. But wait, let's take a quick break to talk about a brand new sponsor. So I am so excited about this one as it's a product I already had before we even started working with them, and it's Theragun. Oh my gosh, we love our Theraguns. So Grace already had the Elite, and then they sent me the Elite to try. I I had tried Grace's before, but I am new to owning my own Theragun, and I love it. So the Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device. So it releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. Meanwhile, it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. So I got mine just before the holidays, and I included it in all of my gift guides this year, as this thing is magic. I personally hold all of my tension in my neck and my shoulders from like being hunched over a my desk or like even worse, like working from the couch where you're just like curled up in a ball with your laptop. And um, this has been so incredible for relieving muscle tension. I use it everywhere. So my neck and my shoulders are the biggest place I like to use it. But I also really, I mean, if I'm like in the mood to like torture myself, my IT band and it also this is a hot tip because I saw Katie Storino doing this. It feels really good on my feet. Oh, I've never tried that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets right to the source of your pain by releasing tension. So Theragun's percussive therapy goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. This isn't like your mall massager. Like this is like serious. So for me, um, I have not the world's tightest hamstrings. I'm sure there's somebody who has tighter hamstrings than me, but from using the um the soul cycle bike and doing a lot of spinning and just like going for long walks and unideal shoes, like my hamstrings are just I feel like rock hard. And oh my god, this feels so it like really gives me relief when I use it on my um on my hamstrings. So I love using it. I kind of do it for like two minutes on my hamstrings. And then I kind of like go down to my like my like calves and like, oh, it feels so good. I like to do it before bed because it like loosens me up and like makes me feel less tense. It's so nice before bedtime. But whether you're treating your muscle tension from working out an injury, or just the stresses of every life, there really is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. I've been, I have definitely not been the best at working out this month, but I still get sore and I use this regularly when I'm just like out at home watching TV. Um, And I have to say this was a godsend during my move. Like I was broken from just lugging my furniture around and lifting boxes. This was like my treat at the end of the day. 
oh, I bet. Like that would be, yeah, that would be exactly what you need after a long day of hauling boxes. Um, You know what else I love? The design and OLED screen make me feel like I am holding something from the future. Like this is from the Jetsons. I also love how the app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Like it is, this is the future, folks. Yes, I love the tailored routines. It really does feel like very futuristic. So, you know, we both love our Theraguns so much. They are trusted by professional sports teams, elite athletes, hundreds of thousands of customers, and us. And we have an offer for you. So you can try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash BOP right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash BOP. Theragun.com slash BOP. All right. Let's talk about travel. So I have to confess to you that I have had a complete mindset shift from when we recorded our episode last week. I don't know what it was. I feel like I got bit by a travel bug and now I am like itching to go somewhere. Yeah. I felt like last week I was like, oh, that feels so hard. It feels overwhelming. Maybe I was just in a mood. But then on like Thursday or Friday last week after we recorded, I was like, I was like looking up vacation spots. I was like, who are you at like when you said that? I don't know. I was in a mood, I guess, or something. Yeah. So wait, do you have any trips planned? Yes. I'm going to LA at the end of the month. Um, I'm going to Mexico to go glamping, which was at that place, Cuatro Cuatros, that I oh, yeah, yeah, shared yeah. last last week. I um am going to Puerto Rico at some point. I have to figure that out. Um and I I um I'm going to Cape Cod this summer with my family for a week. That's not till July. Oh nice. And I emailed you about maybe we can plan a vacation that last week in June. No, I told you I want to go on vacation. You did, but I sent you days. Yeah, you picked the dates. I did. We both picked it. We both wanted to go on vacation. We both wanted to go. Yeah. So we're going to plan a trip. I booked a trip to Palm Beach, but it's not till September, which feels very far off. I I want to come. I know. I want to come visit you, um, but I'm just waiting for some items in my calendar to like fall into place. But I want to come visit you either in May or June. I just need to figure out when I can. Um, and hopefully hop on that trip, that group trip with um, Ashley and Rena and Kate Kennedy. But um, I have that. And then I'll go home to – not home, but I'll go to Arizona, which is where my aunt lives, um, to see family for either Christmas or Thanksgiving. Um, but I, I feel like I'm missing I, – I need a near-term beach vacation. I, I, I really blame this on Lindsay Silberman. I feel like a big part of my mindset shift was watching her on vacation just like at tropical resorts in Mexico and being like, that. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to be at a tropical resort. How are, how are you feeling right now in terms of like – obviously, it sounds like you're okay flying because you're going to LA. You're not like, I don't know, taking the train there or like <laughs> driving there. No, I'm um, taking the train to LA. Um, but like, how are you feeling about flying? Like, are, are you thinking more about close trips or like, it sounds like you're comfortable going further? I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go to Europe anytime soon or like Asia, but I think LA is fine. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, I understand like the, like, oh, be close, but it's like, if you're getting on a plane and you're going to be on a plane for two or three hours, what's the difference getting on a plane and being on it for six hours. 
someone's probably going to come into my DMs and school me on that. But um, I just think if you're like already going through an airport and already getting on a plane and taking those risks, um, you're and by the way, if anyone's new here, we both will be fully vaxxed by the time we do any traveling. Becca's already fully vaxxed and I got my first shot. As of as of the day this episode drops, I'll have one more day and fully vaxxed as of Thursday. Oh, good. Yeah. So I just want to make that really clear. Like, because we're both fully vaxxed, I feel okay with taking the risk. And um, I do think that there's not much of a difference between like a one or two hour flight and a six, a five or six hour flight. But everyone's going to feel differently. Yeah. I, I mean, I certainly, I haven't gone on a long haul flight. I I think I would feel comfortable at this point. I, I'll be honest with you. I feel like it is the Hunger Games in the New York area to find cute local Airbnbs that are drivable from the city. Like it is so competitive. It's almost easier to go somewhere far away that you have to fly to than it is to find like a cute house upstate or like on Long Island or something. I feel like Every time I've looked, there's been even like a, a month or two out, there's like nothing. We went through that last September when we tried to find a place by the Finger Lakes for yeah. my like sister weekend. But that that surprises me because I think people are more comfortable with flying now that they're fully vaxxed. Like whereas before it was like, oh, it's a drive and then you don't see people on the drive. And then it feels more that was what people were doing kind of as like a as like a COVID thing. I guess so. I feel like people just still want to get out of the city. Like I, we have a friend who just bought a house upstate and I think it was like very competitive trying to find a house. So Oh yeah. I I don't know. I feel like people are just wanting to go not in the city on the weekend. So I don't know. Yeah. So like I would it would be so nice to be able to take close driving trips, but like I don't I don't know that that's happening. So I'm flying somewhere. I agree with you. I don't know how I feel about going to Europe or anywhere international, even though it's safe and allowed. Yeah. Um, like Mexico feels like a good way to dip my toe in, my, my toe in the water. But yeah. I don't think that I really want to go – like Europe, I guess, is welcoming us back. But I saw Jess Keys posted about that. And then someone was like, why would you want to come here? Everything shuts down at 7. Yeah, like, that's true, too, where it's like I feel like going to, on a European vacation is um, – it's expensive. Like it costs so much money and I want it to be the whole experience. Like I don't – if somebody came to New York right now, I wouldn't say this is representative of regular New York, you know? Yeah. It's like, like don't fly somewhere that's like so expensive and hard to get to and it's like – you're going to get the city at like 40%. Not even 40%, but like, you well, know, I mean, if you're Europe. spend all that money, I want it to be the whole experience. So, yeah, I guess there's some of that too. And also just like, I don't feel like I need to, you know, I feel like the trips that I'm craving right now are more like lazy than exploring. Yeah. 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 What would your dream trip be right now? Oh, I don't know. I think um, like a really luxurious resort by the beach. Like I'm in the mood for like, oh, you know what my dream trip right now would be is would be to go to the surf club in Miami, which is the nicest, most expensive hotel I've ever stayed at. Um, and it's right on the water, but there's also a pool. So you could like order cocktails and food at the pool and also go down to the beach and swim in the ocean. And it's just 
so beautiful. Like they have like five different kinds of like citrus waters in the lobby. Like it's so, it's just so, they have an amazing spot. I just want to like go somewhere for a couple days and be like really taken care of. So I agree with you, except for I don't want to do that in Miami because I feel like Miami's dining scene is so sceny and I don't, okay. I don't want that part. So Surf Club is like about 10 minutes up from all of the scene. Like maybe a 20-minute walk. Like it's kind of on its own. Yeah, but then I feel like if you want to go out to dinner at night, like you're going to end up going somewhere sceny. Yeah. I mean, Miami feels like dangerous right now. Even being fully vaccinated, I'm like, I don't really want to be there. So I want to go somewhere that is like that type of resort experience, has a spot. Like I just want to park myself at a really – beautiful pool that overlooks the beach and read a full book in a day switching between sun and umbrella like that sounds oh yeah i'm like that sounds great getting hot and bothered yeah it sounds pretty great uh yeah so like that sounds so ideal right now we need to plan our trip we do i'm like very curious if anyone has advice because I'm very interested in knowing about hotel deals. So I was saying that the other night I was just like at home and I started looking online and a couple of years ago, um, right after we came back from that trip with Katie when we went to Harbor Island and I was like, I want to know more like boutique hotels that are like really nice. And so I put out a call on Instagram and people sent me suggestions. I will link it in the show notes if you want it. Um, And I was looking up a bunch of the resorts that had kind of been recommended on there. And a lot of them are like, so it's interesting. So some of them are like more expensive than ever. And then some of them are dirt cheap. And I like, I don't know, like I want some kind of alert system for like hotel deals. I don't know. Does that exist? Or like an influencer who like tells you about cool hotel deals? I know influencers that talk about cool hotels, but not any deals. Because I also like I don't know why. I, I guess I don't need a deal. But like I'm, I'm like, ooh, there's deals to be had. I, if there's deals to be had, I want a deal. <laughs> like I'd love a deal. But I also feel like I'm just ready to like go. Because like I was looking at um, Punta Caliza in, in Holbosch, which is somewhere we went two years ago, which was amazing. And it's very cheap again. Oh, interesting. Because it was it's so funny. It was really well, cheap when we went and then it got really expensive and now it's cheap again. But the problem is, is that I think they're only releasing. Um, So it's, it's not cheap on their website. It's expensive on their website, but then you can book it through like I was looking on hotels.com and you can only book it on hotels.com through June. So the availability is really PC. So okay. you would have to go for like either midweek or you would have to go for like just a Friday and Saturday, but like there's not like a lot of good, you know, Thursday to Sunday type situations. Interesting. Okay. Um, that place was funny because when we went, it was like $150 a night. And then I got back and I like did a whole blog post about it and I was like, I went to this place. It's so amazing. And then one of my friends was like, Grace, what are you smoking? This place is $800 a night. Don't call it affordable. And I was like, it wasn't $800 a night when we went. Well, now it's back to being 178 I think was what it was when I looked the other night on Hotels.com. Oh, man. So. That place was magical. Yeah. So there was like a bunch of places. Like there's this resort called, I don't know how you pronounce it, Nizuk in Cancun that 
people had suggested that was really cheap. I don't know that that's what I want to do. There's one called TK in St. Lucia. That one's hard to get to, but it's cheap. Um, the Viceroy in Riviera Maya was was pretty cheap for a Viceroy hotel. It was still like $500 a night, but it was like much cheaper than it would usually be. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know where I want us to go on our vacation, but I like, I want like inspo. Interesting. I haven't looked at anything. I am not going to Cancun, but the Cobbler's Cove place that you were talking about sounded cool. Yeah, in Barbados. Yeah, I, I do yeah. want to go there. Yeah. I want yeah. like the points guy, but for like hotel deals. Well, if you're listening to this and you know about this, come to the Facebook group and tell us. Gosh, I'm I'm really hoping that somebody know that this exists. Yeah. 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 Cuz we cuz Grace and I selfishly need to plan a trip. We do. Not need, want. We want. Um, let's take another quick break to talk about another sponsor. So today's episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers professional therapy online via chat, video, or phone, so you can talk to a licensed counselor from the comfort of your couch. This past year has been a wild ride, and it's made me think a lot about my mental health. So maybe you've been thinking about therapy, um, but you don't know where to start. I definitely don't blame you. The whole process is so overwhelming. And the last thing that any of us need is more stress on our plates. That's what I love about BetterHelp. You can tap into their network of over 15,000 licensed professional therapists to get matched with someone who meets your specific needs. Then you can choose how you want to interact with them. So you can message them, you can have phone calls or video appointments, whatever works best for you. And they make it so easy. So you fill out a simple online questionnaire that assesses your needs. They ask you about your age, your relationship status, past experience with therapy, and what you're looking to address. And then they match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And they have counselors who are specialized in pretty much everything from depression, stress, and anxiety to relationships, trauma, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem issues. And you can start talking to your therapist in under 24 hours. You can message them anytime, no scheduling needed, and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And best of all, it's more affordable than traditional online counseling, and they have financial aid. They're very committed to facilitating great matches, so if your first therapist isn't a fit, they'll make it free and easy to switch if you need to. And anything you share is always confidential. So we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash badonpaper. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash badonpaper. Okay, let's get to some end matter. Let's. You're in charge here because I don't have an Instagram obsession. Well, mine's going to be haters, H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. He's so funny, and I get to hang out with him this week. When this episode drops, we probably will have already had our lunch. So go to his profile and see if there's a video that's thinly veiled, a thinly veiled satire of Grace Atwood. Me and Liz. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, do you have a real obsession? Oh, my God. I know what yours is, and I'm laughing. I do. So – I started doing this. So a couple weeks ago when I went to Maine, I – so I have this plugin that I've had for like forever. It's called Boomerang for Gmail. And basically what it does is you can set an email to like come back to you at a later date. So if somebody sends you an email and you don't want to deal with it, 
you can be like, show this to me on Monday, and it disappears from your inbox until Monday, and then it'll come back on Monday. And you can also schedule it to be like, send me a reminder if somebody doesn't follow up about this in this amount of time, or I think there's other settings too, but those are the two main ones that I use. So when I was in Maine, I I had like 10 emails in my inbox that like I had marked as unread because I needed to deal with them. And I just like I didn't want it. I I was just like I'm on a trip. I'm on a vacation. I haven't left New York in so long. I don't want to like I don't want to have this hanging over me. And I was like I just want these to go away. And so I just I took all of them and I just boomeranged them to myself and it completely changed my mental state to not have the notification bubble on my phone. Like I don't know who those psychopaths are who have 7,954 emails that bubble up at all times. Like that is not me. I don't I'm not inbox 0, but like I like to be one page inbox at all times. Oh, always one page. Wait, I'm confused. So you can use it to send the email to yourself later? Yes, basically. So it's like Grace emails me on Friday and I I need to deal with it, but I don't want to deal with it now. So you like check the box and you set and you say like return this to me Monday at 8 a.m. And so then it takes it out of your inbox and I don't know where it puts it. It like magically puts it somewhere else. So I don't have to see it. I don't have a notification for it. If I open my inbox on my phone, it's not there. I think it like puts it in a folder. And then on Monday morning, when or whenever I set, it comes back. So then it's like there for me to deal with. But it it's like it's like lying to myself in a way that really works. Okay, so I have this plugin and I've been using it for years, but I use it completely differently. Oh, how do you use it? I use it to send my emails at a later date. Oh, I don't ever so, really use that. So say it's on the weekend or it's Friday night or um like I'm working at an awkward time, like I'm on a plane. I haven't been on a plane, but like any time that I want to, I don't want to like annoy people like, or if it's an annoying person who I know is going to write me back the, the next second, I, um, I schedule it. So I usually like say it's Friday night and I'm like home and I don't have anything to do and I'm just working. I'll just schedule all of my emails to send Monday at 8 a.m. Oh, oh yeah. We do use this totally differently. Yeah. So you're using it to get your emails on Monday. I'm the loser who's working on the weekend. Yeah. And I'm just taking your emails and being like, get this out of my face. Yeah, get this out of my inbox. Um, That's so funny. It really helps. It like truly, really, really helps with my mental state on the weekends because if it's sometimes, you know, like even if it's not important, like if it's there, I feel like I have to deal with it just because I want to get rid of that notification or I just like want to get it off my plate. So hiding it for myself is actually really effective. That's so smart. So I can either save your mental health or it can save someone else's. Both. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is um, I feel embarrassed to admit it, but I hired um, an organizer to help me with like just dealing with some of my clutter and some of my stuff. Why are you embarrassed? You have like more stuff than anyone I know. I know. It's just – it feels very bougie, um, and it was expensive. Okay. But she has had all these amazing little hacks. And so, I'll, by the way, her if if you want the recommendation, I can send it to you. But her um, name is the Dandelion 
effect and it's a Charleston based small business. She's like 22 years old and like the most organized human I've ever met. She reached out and, um, she wanted to do like an Instagram collaboration where I'd promote her and she'd gift, gift me the service. And I was like, can I just pay you? Like, I don't want to have to like talk about this and like make myself seem like a, a real housewife. Um, so Anyways, she's introduced me to so many cool things. And one of them are these Amazon shoe risers. I put them on my Instagram story last week. But um, I saw them. That is, I've never seen them before. That's genius. I hadn't ever seen them before either. They're $22. They're linked in my latest Amazon finds roundup on my blog. And we'll put them in the show notes too. But um, they are magical. (laughs) I love them so much. They've doubled my shoe storage space in my closet. So yeah. Um, it's the best, it's some of the best money I've ever spent working with her. Like she's just got so many good hacks and my closet is all like perfect and color coded and clean and neat. And she's doing my bathrooms next. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. What about reading? Uh, I am, I don't know what my ideal is. I'm like really not reading a lot. Um, I'm still reading Opal and Nev and I have to be honest, I'm going to read some more of it today and I feel like I'm too far in to abandon it but I'm about halfway through and I'm just not that interested in it you know I've seen a lot of mixed feedback online and I posted it in my um roundup of things I read in April and all the feedback that I got back was very positive of people saying they liked it a lot too but I have seen some negative reviews and people who DNF'd it or was like this was overhyped so I don't think you're alone it feels a little overhyped and it feels I'm just kind of bored by it. I think, you know what it is for me? It feels like I'm reading a nonfiction book, but it's not, but it's fiction. So I'm not like learning anything new or cool or interesting. Like I like to read nonfiction to like make myself a better and like smarter, more interesting person. So I feel like I'm like suffering through this book that feels like nonfiction, but it's not even true. Oh, interesting. I didn't feel like it was a slog at all. I I do like things that are an oral history though. Yeah, I don't love an oral history. So I'm going to – I think I'm going to finish it. I hope I finish it. If I don't finish it this weekend, I'm going to DNF it because it's been taking up like the last like two or three weeks of my reading. My reading list for for April is going to come out a little late. It's not going to be very long. It's like, four, <laughs> it's like three books. What about you? Um, so I finished Most Likely by Sarah Watson, and this was the young adult book. Uh, it basically opens with – a woman becoming president, and then it rewinds to 2019 to these four girls in high school, and one of them is the girl that becomes president. I loved this. I thought it was really well done. It like, kept me guessing until the very last minute. It was like – it wasn't a schmaltzy high school romance. Like I didn't find it saccharine, but like, you know, it also wasn't a gossip girl, like out-of-control teens. Yeah. Um, I I liked it a lot. I really, really enjoyed it. And then um, on Sunday, I read a whole book in a day. I read Silver Girl by Ellen Hildebrand. So when I went through my Ellen Hildebrand obsession at the beginning of the year, I bought a ton of her books that people had recommended. And this one came up a ton. Um, I still have more to read through. But um, this is basically a – I don't know if it's a romanoclay, but it's it's kind of based off of Ruth Madoff. So it's about the wife of a man who has gone to jail for like massive financial crimes. And she is like in the news and like, you know, the most hated person in America. And she goes 
of course, because it's an Ellen Hildebrand book, she goes to Nantucket um, with a childhood best friend who she's kind of had a rocky relationship with in her adulthood, but who agrees to like harbor her there. And, um, you know, she has to like put together the pieces of her life. And, you know, I, it started a little slow. I wasn't sure about it, but by like a hundred pages in, I was very into it and I don't regret reading it at all. I really, really liked it, but it did, it took me a minute to get into, I will admit. Okay. But I thought it was such an interesting premise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to get back into reading. I feel like such a, a delinquent. Well, you know what you did read? Tell the people about our May book club pick, which is now out. Yes. So our May book club pick is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And this is like a suspenseful mystery. It's kind of a thriller, but like nobody dies. It's not gory or anything. What happens is this woman, um, she's married to like the man of her dreams. He has a teenage daughter from his previous relationship. And essentially... He just vanishes one day and she has no idea what's what's happened. Like he left behind a bag of money. Um, like we just don't we don't know what's happened. And like has just like left a note saying to take care of his daughter. So the two of them, the daughter and her, kind of join forces to figure out where he went and what happened. And it's it's very fast paced. It's very fun. Um, I think that we'll have some really good com- conversations around the decisions that she made and the decisions that he made and family. I'm excited. I started to read this and I I put it on pause. I I enjoyed the part that I read, um, but I was like, oh, I'll wait until closer so I can write the outline and read it right before we talk about it. So I'm excited. Grace read it in a day. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I think you guys will really enjoy it. In the meantime, if you want more of us, come join our Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. And I think we're going to try to start posting more. Um, We have somebody new helping us with our social media. Shout out to Maddie. Um, Yeah. And then I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And the third – I don't know if it's a season anymore, but we have a new rom-com pod production coming June 7th. And I would love for you to check out our past two seasons and be ready for the new one. (laughs) I don't really know what the call to action is here. Be ready. Be ready. And I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood and my blog is thestripe.com. All right, folks. See you next week. Bye. 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 